Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we listen to all of the records and we rank them from worst to best. And uh, yeah, we're doing Limp Biscuit this week. So we're going to be ranking uh, their six full-length records as well as the Unquestionable Truth Part 1 because it's pretty much a full-length record. It's 30 fucking minutes long. So we're going to rank those seven things. Um, but before we do that, we're going to get into our Six Degrees of Tom DeLong, and that's where we connect the band of the week to our boy Tom DeLong. Um, if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away is Jeff. While you're listening, go to, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Don't be an asshole. Um, all the social media is at asinine radio. So go follow us on the socials and uh, hang out with us. So that's all I got for the boring intro. So let's, um, let's get into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. What do you got? Go. I didn't even do anything. I just oh, forgot. I, what do you go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, I got one. Pretty easy. Start for, with DJ Lethal, Lethal to West Borland. To West Borland to uh, when he played in From First to Last. He played bass in that band with uh, Sonny Moore, also known as Skrillex. Uh, Skrillex uh, co-wrote and was on several songs off of the Corn record, The Path of Totality. Uh, our boy Feldy, uh, your boy Feldy, actually. Um, has a co-writing credit on uh, Korn's record, The Nothing, and uh, Feldy to Blink, Blink to Tom. So there you go. That's great. Six Degrees of Tom DeLong. Isn't that great? That's great. It's wonderful. It's fucking wonderful. That's great. All right, let's let's move on then to the uh, album rankings. So like I said, seven records that we're doing. And um, we're going to give us give a, our biggest banger from each of them because we, because we should have a banger from each of these. You know, I do. You know, OK, good. You should. All right. So what do you got for number seven? Go. I actually went back and, and wrote down all my old rankings from the two times we've done Limp Bizkit prior to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, things didn't change all. Some things moved up a little bit down. Things didn't change all that much, um, especially mm-hmm. the last one. And I don't think this is a bad album, and that results may vary. That's my least favorite. Their fourth album, 2003. I don't think it's a bad album. It's just too ballad-heavy. Maybe you like it now because you're a balladman. But they do <laughs> they do ballads-type songs well enough, but like it, it's got to be sparse. It's It's got to be in the middle of an album that is full-on Limp Bizkit. You can't have a fucking album of ballads. It's just not going to work, not going to like it. People aren't going to like it. The song's... The song's like never achieved that true Limp Biscuit sound here, which is like where they really, really excel. They excel at that Limp Biscuit sound, that contrast of low to high. If you're going to sing, Fred, that's fine, but it's got to drop into a and then now it's got to do something. Yeah. But songs like, so there's a couple songs here that, that I really did like. I like the Snoop song. I like. Um, oh God. <laughs> that was fun so because silly. you see Fred, you see Fred act as a hype man and Fred's not, not really a hype man when he when he's usually more of like a I'm gonna go toe to toe with somebody like we did with Method Man and we'll talk about it later. But 
he's never like a hype man. He was kind of a hype man to Snoop. There's like a Snoop song, and then Fred was like the hype man, and that was kind of cool to see. That was fun. But then like mm-hmm. almost over. I kind of like that song. I think it's a good. Yeah, I, I think I, it's a pretty yeah. damn good like Limbiscuit ballad. If that if that was on like, if that song dumb it down a little bit, kind of make it a little bit more nasty, a little more gritty, put on three dollar Billy y'all. I think it'd be <laughs> a banger. All right, so my uh, my number seven is also results may vary. Uh, I don't think this is a bad, a, really a bad album. It has you know kind of filler moments. The record's fucking long. It's an hour and eight minutes, and um, this is the only record to not have Wes Borland on guitar. And it shows because Wes, dude, the guy adds so much nuance to their songs. He knows how to like sit back and do something cool to to let everybody else shine, but still like add that atmosphere, add that 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 nice touch. Um, Mike Smith, I believe, is the guitar player on this. Um, he's not a bad guitar player. He's not he's not bad by any means. It's just Wes is something unique and different, and um, Mike just couldn't fill those shoes, and it sucked because I think he got kind of an unfair deal here you know um but yeah results may vary i mean behind blue eyes i really don't like that song i when i listened to the record i skipped that song because i had already watched the music video and i'm not going to listen to the song again if i already listened to it once <laughs> one so time. um yeah that's all you love that song i i think you're, it's you're no, a sucker I for that i, I don't covers. think it's like a shit song i think it's it's cute i think it's like <laughs> the, he, he tried to do something kind of out of his norm out of his comfort zone, didn't really work out that well. No, not at all. But not it's goofy. It's 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 goofy in the vein of of Limp Bizkit. I I think I hope that he didn't take it seriously. No, yeah, I don't know. My my banger is "Eat You Alive." That first single, it's the I would have to say it's probably the heaviest song on the record. I feel like it has the most passion, like when he's singing and the, going for back and forth from the singing to the screaming. The riff is actually real solid in this song. I, I think this, I think that's I mean it, that's a playlistable song. It's the I honestly the only playlistable song on the record. Almost over alive. solid. When he's uh, doing like little rapping, and then it gets into like the aggressive like chorus. It's just not enough. Not enough to be a banger for me. I, I actually have the I have the Eat You Alive single on my my want list on um, on Discogs because <laughs> I don't want to buy this whole record. I just want that single, and then my Limp Bizkit collection is complete. I don't. But, I don't um, think. I don't yeah. think Wes Borland could have saved this album, though. I, I don't think he would have added anything. Anything. I, I think this album's built around Fred. I think this album's built around ballads and and, and vocal melodies. Well, Fred. I think Fred wrote most of the record. That's why. And before so he, he can do it was anything, the rest of the guys though. who wrote. But this album is clearly Fred driven. It's not instrumental driven. That's why the instrumental parts don't come in until Fred stops singing. I don't think Wes could have added anything better to this. Well, Wes wouldn't have allowed these kind of songs to be written in the first place, so of course well, not. They always have ballads, well. so he lost them in the previous uh, albums. <laughs> All right, results may vary. Let's move on. Let's move on to better records. So, what's your number six? Now, now we're in the spot where I would get it on the vinyls, and I know, like I've seen these Same. bootlegs. Um, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm really hoping for a box set in the next, in the very, very near future. But uh, Gold okay. Cobra, Gold Cobra's here. They're fifth, 2011. This is uh this is slow. This is a killer album. It really never gets its proper due. Um no. and like I'm not giving it its proper due here. Until we do it on the pod, then it'll be really fun. But it's really rock driven. It's really rock driven. There's a lot of focus on like guitars, on bass. Rivers has some like just seriously great riffs, man. Just all over this fucking album. It's it's so goddamn good. It's it's exciting and fun. 
but they keep the energy from the beginning to the end. And it's tough for them to do that on their longer stuffs because the mm-hmm. energy's there, but it's kind of like fake. Like with Chocolate Starfish, I love it. But the energy's kind of there just because like the songs are, are kind of like that. It's cheesy. It's easy way out, easy exit. These songs aren't as, aren't as like, like arena anthemic sellout crowd sounding as they are in Chocolate Starfish, but they still keep that same energy as Chocolate Starship, Starfish did. Starfish? Starfish. Starfish. Starship. Starships. Starships. Um, yes. Douchebag. Douchebag. I just can't. I can't get Fuck over this song, up. dude. I really just cannot get over this fucking song. <laughs> Every time I hear it, it's like the first time I've ever heard it in my life. And it's just, <laughs> it's so funny. It's so fuck you to the haters. And Limp Bizkit always just has like a song where it's just like, fuck you to the haters since their beginning. Since, since $3 bill, y'all. They've never yeah. taken themselves seriously. And like it's just douchebag is another example of, of how people just missed the fucking boat. People just did not understand what this is. But that's douchebag is top tier Limp Bizkit. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect it's, fucking song. Everything about it. it but is I also like Loser. I like the song Loser. That's another ballad. It is. Yeah, it's but one of the weaker songs on the. Dude, record, that melody is so fucking good. catchy. That's silly boy. Like right now, I know you can recite that melody. Can I? I don't think I can. I'm a loser. Yes, it's true. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, dude, so good. They do ballads fairly well. They or, really or do. the song, the song "Walking Away," the other ballad on that. That's that's a great fucking song. They're, they do ballads fairly well. They're not like they great. Can. They're not top tier. But I like, I I like that they throw in a ballad or two per album because they're decent enough. They're melodic enough. I can get into them, and I know it's like a break. It's just like a break for me. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't know. Gold Crib was fantastic, though. The best cover it's art because record. it's the fucking worst cover art. Oh, dude, you're totally right. You are totally right. It's so fucking ugly. <laughs> oh, it's it is so ugly. I like when they were like when so when they were recording the album too. They were thinking of a name, and Gold Cobra had had been brought up in some capacity. I think they were emailing each other back and forth. And they all kind of thought like, yeah, dude, Gold Cobra, that 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 phrase represents the music that we are writing for this album. <laughs> and it's f- fucking 100% true. Yeah, man. It's the video. Well, we'll get into the videos on the main episode because you and I watched all their music videos. So, so good. We'll get into that shit later. Um, all right. So that's your number six is Gold Cobra. My, uh, my six is The Unquestionable Truth Part One, their EP from 2005. Uh, Wes had returned to the band after that short stint away. Uh, they returned to Ross Robinson to produce the rec- to produce the the music. They were supposed to do a part two, but they never followed up with it. Unfortunately, um, this album is definitely their darkest, their heaviest, their most. I would honestly say this is their most hip hop inspired record too, because every song has has Fred rapping in it. Um, there's not much deviation from from. There's not much. Every song is pretty much the same thing. And it's all really good. The songs are a little bit longer. Um, and it's just fucking aggressive, man. And I wish John Otto played on this. He 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 was in rehab at the time, so he didn't play on this record. I think it was, it was a guy named Sammy Siegler or something like that who played drums. And But he didn't... He That guy just did not have the same flair as John Otto. But had John been, been on this record, it could have really been something real special. Um, but yeah, no, this is... um, It's just rad, man. The truth, the... The, the single off of this just that build up man with that 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 bass line that do 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 it it's just busy and fred just he his flow is so solid on this song 
on this whole record. I, I agree. I I agree. If, I mean, if this is if this is on vinyl, I would for sure get it. Uh, but it's never even been bootlegged. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The Unquestionable Truth Part One. It's just a really unique. Well, probably one of their most. I think I would actually want to say honestly say this is their most unique record that they've ever done. It's just so serious for them. So that's my number six, The Unquestionable Truth Part One. Okay. So what do you got for number five? This one, uh, this one dropped. This one dropped, but by no means do I do I dislike this. It only mm-hmm. dropped one spot actually, um, and that still sucks. Limbiscuit still sucks. Mm-hmm. I think this is uh, this album is unfucking believable. This is, and like we were kind of we were kind of like gatekeeping with this a little bit, right? Because this oh, came yeah. out and people were like, "Oh wow, Limbiscuit is actually fun. I can't believe <laughs> they've been fooling us the whole time." Like motherfucker, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, we never uh, lost faith with our boys in Limbiscuit. These guys. So yeah, it still sucks. <laughs> comes out and this is this is. This is like God tier stuff. This is so campy. This is so goofy. This is so over the. This is more over the top than even Chocolate Starfish was. This is oh, just yeah. full on like, just let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make sure everybody knows that we have never been serious. And even like the, the like the music itself, the lyrics themselves, they're just they're more serious, kind of in the writing because they're writing stronger melodies and they're writing stronger song structures. But the lyrics are completely over the top and. All they yeah. do is shit talk themselves, and it's so self-deprecating. <laughs> it's goddamn. It's just so goddamn good. There's so many good grooves, and they all hit very, very hard. I'm just, I'm still incredibly impressed. And then, listening to it this week, I got a lot of in utero vibes from this album. A lot of very, like Pill Popper, the song Pill Popper, really reminded me of Milk It. Just the way oh, it sounds, okay. the way it's delivered, everything about it. I was like, dude, this sounds like fucking in utero by Nirvana. So I, I got all of that in here. I, I like that because that's kind of giving you a more kind of throwback, right? DIY, gritty, let's let's leave out everybody else and just have the band play type of feeling to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but obviously it's a little bit low because of the NXS cover. I just, yeah, that's the only weak point. It's that's interesting. Really point. I, I don't I don't skip it because I don't think it's a terrible thing, but it's yeah. it's not good. It just doesn't match it doesn't match the energy, the excitement of the album. I think if they would have taken out that, and and you can even leave like the later acoustic one. Um, I think that last song is really good. Yeah, I don't mind it. I just take out the NXS cover because I don't think it flows from "Turn It Up, Bitch," which mm, banger. <laughs> and then <laughs> so uh, it's just it's weird placement. I don't like it. I think one acoustic, one ballad type song is is fine for this one. But otherwise, mm-hmm. this album is 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 goddamn near perfect. Honestly. Everything about it, I think, is fantastic. But, uh, dude, I have, I have a bunch of bangers from this one. I don't even know where to fucking, where to even uh, <laughs> Every song even is, is such a certified banger because they're all so different from one another. None of the, that's what I love about this record. It was, it, and when we did this record last year, two years ago, whenever we did it, we brought up that, you know, the moment you listen through this record, you know every song already. Like everything stands out from one another, nothing bleeds into it. So it's very easy to like kind of playlist these songs and remember what you liked about it because it's just every song is so unique. Yeah, I love it. I, fucking I think love it. I think like Snacky Poo was one that I really, <laughs> I really, I, I really latched onto last yeah. time. I need a Snacky Poo. He's just so dumb, dude. Barnacle, you all, you barnacles out there. Like just I don't <laughs> know, dude. And then dad vibes, obviously. And then there are videos for this one. Man, there are videos, videos for this. This one. 
they have to probably be like their best. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. They're new. I guess their newest, newest video. I think that's the newest video, right? The 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 world leaders videos. Yeah. 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 That's the newest that's the most. I think that is their best video they've ever fucking done. It's fucking solid, man. Even the dad <laughs> just, vibes video, dude. That video is just so fucking weird. Like, why? <laughs> for what? Who called for this? Nobody asked, dude. What? What is this? I know. I know. I still That's watch it and just great. feel fucking weird, dude. And they did this this album too is the one where they're making fun of Fred and he's he the other guy he's he's rapping with says, Did you give me a Fred ache? And it's that <laughs> yeah. like that is so funny, man. Come on. <laughs> That's so good. And when and when Fred yells, We don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's it's so like chocolate starfish sounding. <laughs> yeah. Still sucks. Oh, Banger still of an album sucks. though. Great artwork too, by the way. Wes so Borland good. killed it again so with the artwork. Yeah, he, he, he did really Gold know, Cobra, he did, he and he did this really one. knows how to make something just so fucking ugly, but you just can't look away. I know, <laughs> it's great, it's great. All right, my um, my number five is Significant Other, the album of the week. So hold well, well, on there, good. dude. Let's move on. And I'm not kidding; like this is really my number five. I don't, I don't like this already. I'm, I'm not trolling you this time. I swear to you, this is my number five. <laughs> Here we go. Ah, that's a Mickey right there. So what? <laughs> so what do you got? What do you got for number four? Number this four? one, I think this one moved the most out of anything else. Let me just, let me just. Uh, Natalie moved up one. Uh, the unquestionable truth, part one. Still waiting for part two, dude. Yeah, this one, dude. This one just keeps getting higher and higher. When we first did it, this was second to last, and then last time we did it, it was third to last, and now it's right in the middle. This is uh, like you said, man. This is this is the most serious they've been on on album. This is very very hip hop focused in the way it's presented, but it's very significant other in its kind of delivery. But it's just more it's more refined, and I get mm-hmm. it. That's fine. But I also think I like this a lot because coming off of uh, results may vary, and then going right into this one, I was I was doing that thing where where, where you listen to an album and it's like not very good, and you're like oh, well I kind of like this part. But then also this part was kind of good. And you're like trying to convince yourself that it was better than it was. And then you <laughs> yeah. hear the fucking propaganda, the first track on this album. You're like, yeah, no, this is already better than the entirety yes. of the hour I just spent. For sure. It's a great opener too. Great fucking opener. It's, it, 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 it's unreal. It's, it's God, it's, it's top tier Limp Bizkit too. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, totally. This is, totally. this is still 30 minutes too. These fucking EPs and these people in the EPs, half hour of power. It's 30 <laughs> minutes, bro. But this one's just, it's cohesive. It's a cohesive album that shows these guys just, I don't know, tackle themselves a little bit more serious and in writing a little bit more serious. But it's still not too serious. No, no. Because like, they this. could have easily done like another $3 bill. Working with Ross again, they could have done something like that again, but they they can, they decided to do like the complete opposite of that record. And this it's really crazy. It's kind of like, this really does call back to $3 bill and significant others. There's a lot of things here only that, in like the punk aspect, like the more like, like the faster punk punkier stuff, but that's about it. But song structures, Tom- there are things here that are very reminiscent of Significant Other. Just they're done in a more mature <laughs> way. They're done in a more not goofy way. And there's a lot of things yeah, here that that call back to like three dollar bill, where things are very very heavy. Things are just kind of like letting that 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 low C or whatever they're playing just kind of like play out a little bit longer, maybe more than like four or five notes. We're doing like eight notes and letting everything drop in. 
Yeah, and Wes Wes definitely relied less on on little tricks and effects and everything on 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 unquestionable truth. It, everything was very as weird as it sounds. Everything was very stripped down. Like DJ Lethal didn't have the the soundscapes, and he wasn't really scratching too much. Um, just a very very stripped down performance. It's great though. I fucking love it. It's good. So is Propaganda your your favorite? Your band? Yeah, Propaganda is my favorite. All right, all right. My number four then is uh, Gold Cobra, fifth record from 2011. Oh man, did you you touched upon so much the artwork, the um, just how they're having. It just sounds like they're having so much fun, and this is this is truly the extension to Chocolate Starfish because it has that that kind of craziness, the off the wall stuff, stuff you like. You're like, what the fuck? Why did they think this is a good idea to make a song like this? Like it's it's just it's so fucking bizarre it's a little bit long for of a record but overall man it, i mean every song just is so good it's so good and and the lyrics are just fucking dumb they're <laughs> but so funny like my my banger off this one is why try why try you're gonna die you're going straight to the gate in the sky <laughs> i mean come on dude those lyrics are so stupid and then there's a fucking lyric in that song too he calls he calls somebody an insecure gorilla like, what does that even mean? It means not that means literally nothing. I love it. And then the other song too, I can't remember what it is right now, but he says, I don't like riding in limos. Limos make me car sick. Like <laughs> I just I don't I don't know. As a matter just, of fact, dude, it's straight it, up. It is. There's no reason to have lyrics like this. It uh I guess if you listen to it in the context of the songs, it's it's more jarring because it's just weird, dude. It's a weird, weird album. I love it though. It it's truly underrated. This one deserves so much more credit than it ever gets. And I think Wes Borland stepped it up with his guitar playing too, because he was doing some weird, wacky sounds on his guitar on this record. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it on, on significant other, but when you look at guitar players who do, who make weird sounds and, and do things that are unconventional with the guitar, Wes Borland is way better than Tom Morello. Like every day I, or like every year I just, I lose more and more respect for Tom Morello and realize more and more that he's not that great. He just, he, he was truly a one, he's truly a one trick pony and that's it. That's all. And it's so boring and tiresome. I, I think, but Westmoreland like, is so unique. I think the difference between Tom Morello and West Borland is, is that Tom Morello can do a lot of really cool things like, like edge can and, and you too. He can make a lot of cool noises for like solos and for kind of elementary like soundscapes when you get yeah. Wes Bolin in there and dude like we'll talk about it with break stuff it's two fucking notes the entire song is two fucking <laughs> notes one of the most iconic new metal songs it. of all goddamn time and Wes Bolin is out here with two fucking notes and it blows me away every time that's it that's that's the difference like oh that's great Tom like check this out that's it I choose another way yeah, yeah, it was it, two, two fucking notes, dude. Just it all comes. Oh, we'll talk. I will talk about it later. I want to talk about it right now. Um, okay, yeah. So, Gold Cobra, my number four banger is "Why Try You're Gonna Die." He's going straight to the gate in the sky. Um, what's your number three? Go. So my top three is usually always the same. They rotate a little bit. I really try to not. I mean, my top one, my my best, my biggest. I really try not to get it there. Not. But it just hits so hard, man. So number three for me this week was $3 Bill. And listening to a lot of new metal this week, 
like a lot of fucking new metal this week and last week. This album is, uh, it's good. It is fucking solid, solid new metal. Like even at this stage, they didn't take themselves seriously in any way. I just think that some of these songs are a little bit longer than they should be. Most are four minutes and the album mm-hmm. runs a little bit long without much variety. And like that's everything fair. else they've ever done, except for the unquestionable truth, just has that variety there. And that's like the only reason why this is so down. This is so low and it's so less than like number three. But it's still like <laughs> goddamn near a perfect album. I don't even know. Maybe a perfect album. Who cares? I don't know. But when this hits, like when it hits, dude, it hits hard. Fred screaming, so oh, goddamn good. Here. It's so damn good here. And he's also very like self-deprecating right out the gate, which should have told the world that these guys are not serious. Don't take them seriously. I don't mm-hmm. understand like why people did. And and I I don't think I ever I guess well in our origin story I guess we could talk about it. But um, Clunk Clunk was my favorite though on this week. Dude, everyone oh, grooves so super super well on this one. Otto's baseline, Otto's baseline, <laughs> Rivers, <laughs> uh, Rivers Cuomo's baseline is Rivers is crazy Cuomo. deep melodic and it goes somewhere. And the song just stops, right? These guys can, these guys do the stop and go so well. This song just stops, and there's this hip hop part in the middle. Dude, that sounded weird. Hip hop pop, hip hop pop in the middle. Hip hop It always comes back to the King's English. Always. Always back to the King's English. Right? <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever you make a mistake in your own native tongue, you just blame the King's English for some reason. <laughs> Terrible. There's a, there's a little hip hop part in the middle of the song that just like it's like everybody stop, right? Like a nor, like a, any other kind of band that doesn't really listen to a lot of hip hop or doesn't do a lot of hip hop stuffs, the song would just stop and then it would go to hip hop and then the hip hop part would stop and then it would go back into the song. Dude, this blends. This blends so well. It doesn't even blend that well because it just kind of stops. Like how the fuck again, <laughs> West Borland? I'm I'm gonna put all this on West because everything great about this band I think comes from kind of West. Because you know, like like Sammy Rivers and then and then John Otto, they're great musicians for sure. I don't know how much input they have on like the overall writing process. It seemed like Wes and Fred are like the main people, and then mm-hmm. Lethal's just adding soundscapes and stuff. But like the way it goes into the hip hop and out of the hip hop, it's like that that in, in Francis or uh, uh, Lavia Lavia Laviaquez, right? It's like yeah. that dun yeah. dun dun and oh, it drops dude. in Perfect it's so transition. stupid it's so fucking it's so bare bones it's so elementary it's so basic yeah but sometimes that's all you need oh, man. and clunk was Love like it. damn dude clunk is just clunk is like their their part in in the via because like that was it i was like wow man you guys did you guys did the unthinkable with just half a second's notice <laughs> i would agree I with like you it. on that and the way that song starts too it Fred just yells clunk and then everything it sounds like everything's falling down like it sounds like what you think clunk sounds like you know what I mean like the way they all hit their instruments at that one note it's 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 ridiculous fucking ridiculous fuck this album is so good I don't like new metal that was so oh, good. Shut up. Stop saying you don't like new metal. You <laughs> fucking love it. You're trying so hard to not like something, but I know you like it. That's why you got through new metal season so quickly because you fucking love it. Or you've gone through all these records. Believe, I've listened to 20 records already in, during new metal season. Yeah. You got more. You got you got fucking like 14 corn records to listen to. Oh, spoil. No, oh, 21. Shit. Excuse me. 21 new metal fucking records. Well, like we're doing new metal season, right? Like, yeah, obviously, gotta we're going to end on corn. Yeah, you got to do it. We got two weeks until then. But um, anyway, $3 bill, y'all. Yeah. Number three. Y'all. 
oh, you know what we should have done? We should have done, we should have made it more in theme with New Metal Season with doing only Ross Robinson records. That could have actually been pretty cool, but too late now. Too late now. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, my number three is Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Third album from 2000. The fastest selling record of all time. Isn't that the record? More, or least, most records sold in a week? Yeah. Like it's most like records sold in a half week. a million a week. No, it sold over a million records in a over week. Over a million in a week. Yeah. It was over for sure the fastest at the time. I don't know if it's still all time, but. No, I think it still is. I think it still holds a record. It's fucking nuts. Regardless, <laughs> how does this record sell over a million copies in a week for a band that supposedly everybody hates, which we'll get yeah. into more on the main oh, episode yeah. because I think everybody's full of fucking shit. Full of shit. Fucking poser motherfuckers. Um, all of them. All y'alls. Except for us. Uh, we're the true yids. Um, yeah, Chocolate Starfish. I mean, this, this album is, they really doubled down on the goofiness and silliness uh, that's on their first two records. They made everything more grand and bigger and louder and more like i want to i don't want to say stadium rock because it's not stadium rock but you can imagine them playing arenas you know with with these songs because they're so big sounding it's the production on this record is i think is i think it's the best they've ever done on on any of their records like overall sonically this is the best sounding record they've ever put out and they had the fucking money to do it they're one of the biggest bands of the of the era but yeah um chocolate starfish it's ridiculous man the guest appearances that they have on this are annoying (laughs) and kind of good at the same time it's bizarre you know you get the title track where he says fuck so many fucking times um i don't know man this this record is uh it's pretty unreal it's pretty fucking unreal that they followed up uh significant other with this and we've done this on the pod, so go go listen to the episode. We really broke this one down, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But yeah, my my banger. You know what? It's my generation. I I don't care that it's a single. I do this song. It gets me pumped every fucking time. That that intro that that John Otto does, just that drum beat, man. That simple drum beat that it gets me so pumped all the fucking time. And then. And then it breaks into everybody, just drops in with that big heavy riff. Dude. Oh my god! Do you know where you are? You took it, you dude. Know, where do you it's take so it? So fucking good. Where do you it's take so it? Good. Where did John Otto take it? To the Matthews Bridge, of course. To the Matthews Bridge, baby. I don't know the I fuck don't, the Matthews I, Bridge is. What was that? I don't remember. What I think that we was. I, we looked it up, but I don't remember what it was either. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's so really stupid. And stupid. But goddamn, dude, that that. That transition into the into that verse dude, with West Borland playing fucking, oh, that guitar riff. Oh my it's god! It's like it's like some Rage Against the Machine shit, but way fucking better. It's like what Tom Morello wishes he could have done with some Rage songs, but West just he fucking nailed it. He fucking nailed it, and just the 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 um, not the oh my god, what is it? I can't even think right now. Not the pinch harmonics Welcome that he does leading. It just kind of like mutes them, these little chicka chickas. It's incredible. It's just that's like my word of the day today is incredible. Incredible, because that's what this album. I, I used actually a lot last incredible. week too. But um, that's my new my new go to word for a while, I guess. Incredible. But um, chocolate starfish. That's my number three. What do you got for number two? Chocolate starfish, chocolate starfish, yeah. and the hot dogs flavored waters. I have nothing bad to say about this album, honestly. It's Limp Bizkit doing fucking full send on their sound. People made fun of like significant other. 
right? He said, no, this band's, this is problematic. They're misogynistic. This band is a joke. So what do they do? They fucking triple, quadruple down. Say, fuck <laughs> them all. Let's just do that same exact sound, but like be the journey of that sound. And you mentioned like the stadium rock, like arena. Yeah, it's not like, like, like journey, a stadium rock sound. But like this, this album is like the journey of fucking new metal. This this album is it. Yeah, these are, this is stadium rock for new metal. This is what it is. Absolutely, it's bigger than life. Like set pieces in their music videos, like my generation, the whole fucking like driving the car. Oh, that was rolling actually. No, <laughs> driving rolling, the car yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> dude, they're making up like dance moves and stuff. Like, come <laughs> on, like what is and, this? And they're performing on top of the World Trade Center. So like silly. the actual World Trade Center. You know, it's, it's insane. <laughs> This this album is bigger bigger than life at the time. This was bigger than oh, life. Oh yeah! I, oh my god, dude! When this I when this record came out, I I was so obsessed, so fucking obsessed. There's honestly not. I, I think this is the only album they have that I don't think there's any there's anything that's even like close to filler. I think every song on here is either like a there's beyond one. banger, a banger, or something I think serves a purpose. What do you what, what, which one? Boiler? You, you like Boiler? No, I love Boiler. Actually, I know you hate Boiler. Boiler's the only um, one I think is. It's I think I I think Boiler is their best ballad. But, uh, okay, uh, but no, you, come on, the remix version of Roland. Are that, you kidding that me? Song, oh, oh, the barking. Are you joking me? <laughs> so, Are you joking my ass right now? It's so what? stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh my god, dude! What that a is my least favorite. That one is good. Lord. That's my least favorite song on the record. I only listen sure. to this album so I can get to that song. <laughs> that, that's it damn man but not honestly though I'm for, i can't fucking what are you talking about oh man i love that track i, I love that i think it's so it's so goofy it's so goofy even for limb biscuit standards yeah oh, it's yeah, like dmx definitely. is out there barking well, that's <laughs> what he always on. did that was like his thing oh but you have him on a track <laughs> and they everybody thinks that you're a joke but then people hate you and your album comes out, and it's oh, dude, everything about this album is ugly, ugly, ugly. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think there's more. I think there's more depth here than like three dollar bill. I, I do. I think it's superficial depth, like I mentioned earlier with uh, "Still Sucks." I think, mm-hmm. I think the depth here is just because they wanted to make fun of themselves and kind of be jokey. But I just, I don't, dude, it's not top and significant other. Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's my, wrong. My new banger, though, is Take a Look Around. We've, uh, oh, that's a good one. We've been trying to like dabble and in, in, in jamming it to this on, on our jam nights, and we've been kind of like setting it up a little bit. But, dude, like the way this song just kind of goes from that high to that low, right? Right, dude? Yep. Right, brother? That high to that low, oh. that, that, that kind of like reverbed. Mission Impossible sounds that very easy. Only a couple <laughs> notes. That bridge, is all you need. Oh, when that bridge hits, that bum bum bana dun. He just hits those fucking heavy ass chords. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's so good. Oh, I yeah. love that. I yeah, love yeah, that song. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I hate the video, but love that song. Oh, the video is so goofy. The video is it's so one of the, embarrassing. I, I think that's like their worst video. It's, I, I think, it's definitely their worst video. I think it I, I think it's safe to say like that one is embarrassing. Even after seeing all yeah. their videos, that one is embarrassing. <laughs> that one is the yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. It it makes zero sense. And then when the phone explodes at the end, it's that really bad like CGI explosion that God, it's it's terrible. It's, oh, it's, it's awful. it makes sense why that that video was never promoted after it was made. 
I mean, I don't. Also, they just didn't need to fucking promote it, right? Because it was you know, Mission Impossible thing. But. Well, that was the first single. I didn't. I didn't know that until this week. But but that was the first video that came out for the album, and then they made My Generation and Rolling, and then they put those videos out at the same time. Although and that's my fucking way, crazy too. My way is pretty fucking goofy too, though. It is, but it, but it's a better goofy. It's a way better goofy. <laughs> I, I than, guess just because. Then take a look around. Like those set pieces in my way are a little bit. I will talk about the videos later. All right. Um, my number two is um, still sucks. Their sixth album from 2021. We did this one on the pod when it came like a week after it came out because we were so excited about it because it's fucking great. I love this record. I there are times even now where I'll listen to it and I'll go, wow, I want to listen to this again. So I'll just throw it. I'll loop it around again. That's how much I. I rarely do that with any records and it's the perfect amount of time. It's like 32 minutes or something oh, like that. It's a really short yeah. record, the perfect length. And, um, Oh my God, dude. And like I was saying, every song sounds different from the other. So you're constantly just excited. You're not, you're not zoning out. Like it's a new thing. Like and clearly the first song on the record was directly inspired by turnstile. The way that Fred sings on that first song on that opener is straight up turnstile <laughs> and and i love it i fucking love it because it, it's not like a rip off of turnstile but you know that he's been listening to a lot of that band and that's that so point. respectable i love that dude like i love it, it too fred came out and said that he loved turnstile that would be oh man it would make fucking Amazing. sense man and the guy has great taste in music honestly i mean but anyway um i mean you t- we touched upon this a lot of this already my my i've got two bangers right now two my two biggest bangers right now are turn it up bitch and dirty rotten biscuit um the heaviness of dirty rotten biscuit is is great and then just the straight up straight up hip-hop of turn it up bitch and that part where we talked about it on the pod but the part where it's just that that sample of the girl saying i forgot what she says now but it's just that sample and it it only happens once in the song but it just that that transition from the verse into that that chorus is just perfect i i fucking love it uh and then in, in uh in was it snacky poo Gotta love the crickets. Oh, dude, Great that throwaway line. It's, it's blinking is gone, but damn, it's so good. <laughs> I say it all the time too. Gotta love the crickets. Gotta love the crickets. Oh man, what love. I love it's still so sucks. stupid. And I got the bootleg of this one. Nice, like bright pink vinyl. Not like RTJ four. A little bit more. A little bit more muted, but still a really solid cover. Um, to match like the brightness of the the album cover. It's a great bootleg. I mean, it sounds. Because I have Gold Cobra as well, uh, the bootleg of that, and still sucks. Sounds way better than than Gold, my Gold Cobra does. So I'm, I mean, I don't know why you didn't pick up this bootleg. I, I really don't, know. don't get it. I, I, just, I need to. I need it's, to. It's a great, great pressing. But so I don't know. That's my number two. Still sucks. So okay. uh, your number one is of course I'm a week. This is fun, right? Significant other, baby. Right, I did. My number I really, one. I really tried to not make this my number one. I was, I was trying to pick it apart, and I have a lot of not nice things you say about it. I will say I had before, before I like did my I finalized my notes for significant other. I did have it higher. I had it at like my number three, and then after I finalized my notes and was really kind of thinking about the record, I thought, wow, dude, the, it's just not as good as it's my number five. That's why it's my number five. Okay. But, Anyway, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We uh, but three things from time to time. No, I never have. I never will. Um, well, honorable that dude. Well, three dollar bill, y'all, 
is my my number one. Their first record, Ross Robinson produced this from 1997. Um, yeah, this I love how everything sounds, how gritty and gross it sounds. The the guitar tones that that they got out of Wes on this are just nasty. It sounds gross. It just sounds it it sounds sweaty and <laughs> sweaty and gross. It's like that's the best way to 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 describe the tone of this record uh, down to the drums that has that, that loud crack, but that like almost, you know, keg sounding with a baseball bat crack. Um, so good. I, I fucking love it. The songs are faster, sound, they're heavier. What? That's a St. Anger sound. It, well, huh? well, kind of, uh, the songs are faster. They're, they're more like hardcore punk based. Um, Fred, I mean, I'll say it forever i think he has one of the best screams in metal music i don't give a fuck and this album this album really shows that i mean god dude he's he's so good and this album is just chaos pure fucking chaos it sounds like it's about to fall apart at every step of the way and i and i i love it i fucking love it and and i also love how much they they appreciate their friends which we'll definitely get into on significant other because it's a huge part of their history but dude, they just—they're very appreciative, and they have a whole song about Indigo Ranch where they recorded this album. It's fucking great. Indigo float. Um, but yeah, that, so I love this record. It never gets old. I have, I have a bootleg of this as well. It's—it's it's kind of a shitty bootleg, but whatever. I'm not going to pay three hundred fifty, four hundred dollars for yeah. an OG How copy would, of this. I'd honestly like—I'd be dropping like three, four hundred dollars on a box set. I, I you know, I would do that. I would do that as well, but who knows if it'll ever happen or when it will. And I'm at that point, I'll sell these bootlegs that I have. I, I don't think it'll happen anytime soon because like nobody seems too concerned about doing it. Yeah, the most concern we got was a few months back when Enjoy the Enjoy This Ride Records put out um, an official version of Chocolate Starfish, and then Fred Durst said, "No, this is not official, but I give you my blessing to do this." Yeah, he says it's not official, but like, yeah, it's all right. It's because the band doesn't have the rights to the vinyl, to, to vinyl, so the record labels are allowing this. And I don't think they Even cares, though, though, because you see a lot yeah. of bands that will like post and like, oh, like fucking De La Soul, for instance. They will post things about, like, we don't have the rights to this, don't buy anything, if you want to support us, do this. You don't see like anybody in Lubiska camp doing that. So I don't True. think they care. They don't. But then it sucks, too, because like, I, you know, I, I hear stories, too, where you know the band don't have the rights to, to the physical format, so... There are bands like, oh fuck, I just heard recently, like TSOL, they don't have the rights to their vinyl, so they actually went and bootlegged their own records and then sold technically unofficial copies at their shows oh, because like their record label, the record, the record label wouldn't press it, so they went out and pressed it themselves. I like but technically that, but I, you might get fucking sued doing stuff like that, though. Yeah, probably. probably. Buy your own record label. What are they going to do? They're going <laughs> to see you, and then everybody's going to fucking hate that, hate that record label. Yeah, yep. So... But yeah, anyway, Leech is my favorite song off this record. It's technically a demo, um, but it's still on the official, like it's still on the record. And um, it's like a two and a half minute song, if that maybe. And it's uh, it's fast, it's aggressive. Once again, like I said, it sounds like it's about to fall apart. And then, and I love it for the, for its chaos. I really, really do. And it's aggressiveness. So um, yeah, $3 Bill Y'all is my number one, their best record. And that's all I got for this episode. Do you have anything else? That's uh, No, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into Significant Other by the Limp Biscuits.
So that's it. That's all. Rosa Robinson. Time out.